Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the sports podcast about the Catholic University of America. On this podcast, we talk to the varsity athletes at our NCAA Division Three school. I'm your host, Meredith Hamm, and together with my co-producer, Jonathan Norman, we bring you Cardinal Athletes. Folks, today I have two players from the football team here with me today. I wanted to get them last semester, but unfortunately scheduling just didn't work out, but they're here with me now. Fellas, please introduce yourselves. My name is John Diaz. I am a senior, as previously mentioned. I play center. I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and I'm a media and communications major with a marketing minor. Hi, my name is Javier Oliver. I'm a senior offensive tackle from Northern Virginia. Um, I'm also a psych and brain science major. Awesome. Well, I can't talk about anything happening in season because it's the spring, but let's look retrospectively. Yeah. At the season you guys had in the fall, it was super awesome. What are, what are you guys' just initial thoughts? Um, so I was a little nervous at the beginning of the season. We lost like three games in a row. Um, okay, besides that. <laughs> so that, that wasn't great. But then we really <clears throat> started to turn it around um, when we got into conference. Um, and we played well enough to make it to the conference championship. Uh, unfortunately, we lost that. But we made it to a bowl game, which was the first time Catholic had done that in over a decade, I believe. Oh um, so it was, awesome. it, it was a really great feeling um, because Catholic hasn't been the best program um, in the past, you know, in the 21st century. Um, so it was it was cool to to be a part of of another winning season. I I don't think Catholic has had back to back winning seasons in a, in a while, so it was very cool to be part of that. Awesome. Just like John said, it was great to be a part of that. Um, like when we came here, the team was one and nine, and our freshman year we went two and eight. So that's not really good football wise. Um, but this season has been, this past season has been amazing. It was amazing to me. Um, our senior class, we were like twenty eight deep, I think. Um, just the brotherhood that we've experienced, the turmoil throughout the program that we had to experience and go through, off season, the workouts, the lifting, and we felt like this year was our year to accomplish great things, and we did, we did that, but like, we fell short to the conference championship game. Um, it was we, a tough game. Very tough game. Very tough fought game. Um, stuff we could take back in that game, but for the most part, I'm glad I did with my brothers. I'm glad. We accomplished those goals, so I'm excited for next year. Good. I'm glad. Thank and you. speaking of that, we'll get the elephant in the room out of the way. You both are taking a fifth year. That's correct. Yes, ma'am. What are the logistics going into that? I know everyone got another year of eligibility due to COVID, and the special qualifier is that you have to also be pursuing an advanced degree, correct? Uh, no, you could. When you say advanced degree, do you mean like a master's? Mm -hmm. No, you, you could still do undergrad. There are actually... Um, I think the seniors, all of them that played last year, um, the fifth-year seniors were still uh, pursuing their undergrad. Um, but this year, the guys that I know, most of them are doing masters, but it's not a requirement. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I agree with John said. Um, you don't have to be like in the masters program to come back because I know I think Preston came back this year and was a regular student to finish up like one more part of his degree to get his final degree. So. Just looking forward to that next year. Good. But that's so awesome. What are you – are you guys excited for another year? I know this also involves, like, training in the spring, summer workouts, coming back early, staying in the D.C. area. Is that exciting? Do you look forward to that? Um, I'm really looking forward to the season. Um, 
Not so much the <laughs> summer workouts. As a as a <laughs> as a senior, it's it's a bit of a weird dynamic having all my friends and my roommates be you know officially retired athletes, but I'm still going to you know nine thirty lifts, and you know they're going out on Thursdays, and I have nine thirty lifts on Friday morning, so I have to sacrifice some things that a normal senior wouldn't have to. Um, such an interesting dynamic, but <laughs> I I just know that if I didn't take a fifth year and I was working at a job, um, but I had the opportunity, like I still had games on the table, I just know I would regret it. Regret it. Um, so that's like really what's getting me through right now. And also the guys that I'm coming back with, like the underclassmen are also great guys too, so that's a big help as well. But yeah, definitely looking forward to the season. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm looking forward to the workouts too, but... <laughs> I could take him or leave him. I'm excited to have a ball this season. Um, my boy <laughs> Madden Lowe coming back off an of injury. We're ready to <laughs> get after it. Um, but I'm just excited. Ten out of the 11 starting guys on offense are returning. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's the whole yeah, majority. Line. Yeah, exactly. John's oh, coming back, so we're going to be <laughs> chilling. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. You know, we felt like we left a lot left on the table uh, this past season. And with the guys that we got returning, it's going to be a great uh Great opportunity for us moving forward, going into a new conference. And I'm excited to see the young guys on defense finally get some time, too, because we had a majority senior-led defense this past season. They did pretty well. And then these young guys, it's their time now. So I'm excited for that. That's so cute. I totally forgot we're going into the landmark now. That's correct. Instead of the new Mac. That's exciting. But actually jumping back to seeing, like, some of the underclassmen guys actually finally get to get out there this upcoming season, how have you guys seen – the team grow especially since you've been here for four going on five years like has the dynamic changed did things change like as you got older especially during covid or is this year just better like the group of guys you have um i would say the biggest change in the program from our freshman year to now is um <clears throat> the number of kids who like are buying in and like want to come here and want to put the work in i remember my freshman year um there was only six seniors, and they they just liked to say that they were on a football team and played college football. Oh. They didn't really love to put the work in like that, um, and it really reflected on the field. We went two and eight, um, but throughout the years, you know, I think COVID, in a, in a way, almost helped because it, it was like people realized that this is a finite time. Like it's not. This isn't something that you can take for granted. So I think people really buckled down um, and really bought in and uh, took advantage of the rest of their time. And that shifted the culture towards um, a winning program and away from the one and nines and two and eights that Catholic football previously experienced. Um, So, yeah, I think it was really cool to see that change over the years. Yeah. Reiterating what John said, the mindset of this team completely changed, shifted over. Um, Our freshman year, you had guys quit in the middle of a game, um, would rather party, go out, have fun, than actually give their all to the football team and lead the young guys. That's what I saw, too, was a change in, like, the older guys looking down on the young guys and just motivating them and letting them know what the culture was. Um, we saw that shift, and we took it upon ourselves to make sure our younger guys now get that message that we are a team to be, not be messed with on the field, on and off the field, and – just create a different winning culture around here. That's so sweet. Do you guys see yourselves as mentors, especially to these younger guys? Are they goofballs? (laughs) (laughs) 
Mentor, I, for me personally, I'm still immature, so I just like having fun. I like to see the young guys having fun too, but like to a point, like when we go on the field, it's business, but off the field, I like to have a good time, but make sure it's like you, everybody's being responsible and looking after each other. That's my biggest thing. Good. Yeah, I wouldn't say I see myself as like a mentor role, but I understand that like as a senior, as a fifth year, I like lead by example. Um, I kind of have to set the standard because I've been – part of this program for so long um and i like know what it takes i know what to expect um so i don't know about um mentor <laughs> but people have came up to me like asking for advice um you know ask about my major ask about you know how workouts go yada 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 so uh mentor might not be the role or might, might not be the right word but maybe like a a leader and someone to you know bounce ideas off of good i'm glad Especially since you guys are here with me, I would hope I'm speaking <laughs> to two at least somewhat mentory leaders. Yeah. Good. And don't worry, we'll talk about academics in the second half. Gotcha. But switching more to the professional side, tell me about the coaches. You have head coach, Coach Gutilius, but then you each deal with a separate like set of sub-coaches, specific for the offline and the D-line. What about them? Do you guys like them? Um, I just nice want to say it's funny to hear people say Coach Gutilius. Because okay, I just never I, hear that word ever. I, I can't do. I can't do it initially. You guys have to initiate the nickname, and okay. then I feel comfortable doing it. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. what professional? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Coach Gatilius, <laughs> who we call Coach Gut. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a he's a great administrator. He's a great um, leader. He knows how to delegate very well. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is like gonna be edited, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I can I'll cut out some of the laughs. Yeah. But yeah. You guys are allowed to laugh. Just oh. say nice things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, yeah. I I do mean that. Coach Guy is a, a tremendous person, um, on and off the field. He uh, he really, you know, he embodies like what Catholic football should be, in my opinion. Um, he's got a strong faith, and he's got a strong belief in his players. Um, but the assistant coach that I work most directly with um, is Coach Beach, and I feel like he's a very well-known face in the athletic department. Yeah. Everyone knows him. He's a, he's a loud guy. He's a goofy guy. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, he, um, he just always has the energy, and he, always, he has such a, a connection with the players, um, and it's really special to have him around. We're lucky to have him. Uh, going off what John said, uh, Coach Gut, he is a great leader. He's a he's a leader on and off the field. He really cares about his players a lot. Um, I know I was going through a tough time during COVID, and he was just there for me, like spiritually and um, just athletics-wise, just making sure I was okay, checking in. And that really means a lot. He knows everything about my life, and he knows everything about his players' lives on and off the field. And that just goes to show, like, you want a coach that uh, looks after you. You want a coach that embodies, like, his faith and tries to get his pay players on the same exact path. So I respect Coach Gut to the fullest. Um, I really love that dude. Um, coach Beach, he's the <laughs> GOAT for real. Um, coach Beach is the man where, like, he's the man behind the scenes. He does everything for us, take care of us, um, lifting-wise, making sure we have drip on and off the field. <laughs> um, he got a shoe, shoe collection out of this world. John can attest to it. Um yes. He's flat, like, 
just dripped out all the time. Um, yeah, out of all the old line coaches I've ever had, ever had in my life, including high school, he's taught me to perfect my craft in a way I, I didn't think I could do it. Um, where I could use different techniques, he gives me the mindset of a D lineman, like that you don't, wouldn't get as an O lineman. So you could think like a D lineman playing O line, and that just helps you with your competition that you go against every single Saturday. And the hard work that he preaches to us every single week is to have a Banff mentality and just dominate out there and just focus on your technique. Because if you trust the technique, we'll win the game. And, yeah. Now, there are some offensive coaches that we did not mention. Um, Coach Rutt. Coach Rudd is very crazy. He's our special teams <laughs> coordinator and also our raw receivers coach. But that man knows exactly what he's talking about. He used to coach at um, – used to help out with Arkansas – at the University of Arkansas. Really? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and he's just a down-to-earth dude, crazy country, but he wants to m- make sure we're doing on the right path too. So, Yeah, and um, <clears throat> also I forgot to mention this, but Coach Gutt, um, he's also a Catholic alumni. Like He played here in the 90s. Um, so he, he really knows – like he's really passionate about this program. Um, and, and being an alumni, um, I th- it really like – he he cares about this program because it's it would, it's been such a big part of his life. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'll, I have no complaints about any coaches. They're all great, great leaders, great mentors. Um, They're mentors. They are mentors. Yeah. yeah. Unlike me, they are mentors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know good coaching, especially on the collegiate level, is one good to play. But to hear that everyone else is, like, so inspiring and stuff, especially to you two, like, I'm truly sure it means absolute a lot and speaks to the program. And I'm so glad you said that about Coach Gut because I've also heard all – everyone I've ever met about him says that he's so sweet, he's so nice. When I'm filming on the sidelines, he looks so scary. <laughs> what, in the sweater vest? It's not that. It's, <laughs> I, get, I get, like, the profile view. Uh. He's looking at the plays. He's got, like, the furrow brow or a have his sunglasses on. I'll be like, <laughs> and it'll be so serious. And then I'll be yelling, giving you guys plays. And then you win, and then he's happy. But he never smiles from what I've seen. He, smile, he smiles plenty after the games. Yeah, we win. plenty, yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. But was is it the head coach that works in the recruiting process? Like, were you guys recruited out of high school to come play at Catholic? How did you guys hear about it? So um, all, all the coaches on the staff uh, do recruiting. It's not just the head coach. Um, I was actually recruited by uh, a former <laughs> wide receiver coach um, who is no longer with the program. Um, and, yeah, he, uh, he just reached out to me. Well, to answer your question about how I heard about the school, my cousin actually went here. Uh, she was a year ahead of me. You can give her a shout out. Uh, you guys can name drop all you want. Uh, people love it to hear yeah. their names on. <laughs> okay, her name's Audrey Diaz. Um, and she, yeah, she came here. Um, me and her are close. And she, she talked about her experiences here, how she loved being in D.C., how she really enjoyed the, the programs that she was a part of. And so that kind of got my attention towards it. Because um, at the time, I wasn't considering playing at the collegiate level. Um, but then I was reached out by this uh, coach that I mentioned, Coach Bernard, and he um, he was like, "We liked your tape, you know. We liked, uh, we've heard good things about you. We've talked to some of your high school coaches, and then they started to um, recruit me in that way. And I, I talked to Coach Gut um, here and there when I was getting recruited, but it was mostly Coach Bernard. Um, and then I decided to come here because um, 
I got some good advice from a family friend who played college football. He, he said um, it was it was between Florida State just being a student there and coming here for me. And the advice I got was you can always go to Florida State after you play. Like if you, you can go and play, and if you don't like it after the first year, you can go to Florida State. You can't really do it in the reverse. Um, so, that you know, it's, right. it's not, it's not, you know, it can't hurt to try. So I did try. Um, I committed here. I told Coach Gud. He, he was very happy when he heard that. And, yeah, I really loved it. So that's why I'm here still. Good. Uh, I was recruited by good old Billy Bachman. Shout out Coach Bachman. <laughs> um, uh, he used to be our former defensive coordinator here. Now he's a head coach at Herndon High School in Virginia. Um, so he got me noticed about Catholic when he came down to our school talk to me about it being a 40-year university 40 year, it takes care of your career for the next 40 years of your life um and then it was my house visit that really got me sold um so in the house visit our offensive coordinator came the our off uh, offensive coordinator coach Drisco my offensive line coach coach Smith back then um coach Gut was there and also I think coach Beach was supposed to be there but couldn't show up but them sitting around the table telling me about the team telling me about the aspect and how how I can make a difference on this team and how it would set me up for the next 40 years of my life. That got me feeling like these guys actually want me. They actually want me to be a part of something bigger than myself. So they got me sold in that, went outside, talked to them, and they started jumping around as soon as I told them I committed. So I was excited about that, excited to be a part of this family. And then when I got here fr freshman year during like camp, I just felt loved by the players and everything. Like Our class got along so well throughout the first week of camp. It was this is amazing. I'm glad I made this decision. That's so sweet. Thank you. I'm literally, that's, <laughs> in your words, I'm literally screaming. Thank you. But, <laughs> no, I've heard so many stories, especially about recruiting from all of the sports, and it always seems like such, I'm sure it's an intimidating process, because not everyone has also reached out to, but to be, like, prioritized mm -hmm. and taken care of, and to feel like it's going to impact your character and career, that's yeah. absolutely super sweet. This has turned into a very serious talk. We're going to talk about <laughs> something less serious. Uh, tell me about a typical, well, we'll do two two questions. Okay. Same same kind. Tell me what training and practice, it's not practice, but like what do lifts and stuff look like right now in February for football versus what did they look like while you all were in season? Um, so the lifts right now, they are Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. You get um, Wednesdays off. Nice. We get Wednesdays off. <laughs> Mondays, we typically, we flip-flop between upper body and lower body. So Mondays are upper body. But in addition to upper body on Mondays, we do these things called speed boxes. Oh, my um, gosh. A coach, a coach <laughs> Beach special. God. Um, and they're like these little small foot boxes, like, the, like a footstool almost. And you do agility work on them. Like you just... I don't even, you just run on them <laughs> and you just move your feet and then coach beats yells at you and then you move faster and then you, <laughs> you're done at some point and then you go and do upper body. <clears throat> That's Monday, Tuesday. We will do lower body today. For example, we did oh. heavy squats, heavy, heavy deadlifts. Um, so that was neat. I complained about my knees hurting before this podcast started that that's contributing to it. Um, <laughs> And then Thursday, uh, we usually do conditioning on Thursdays. Um, so like running? Yes. Aww. Yeah. Um, and we'll do upper body. And then Friday, we'll do lower body. And the lifting times, um, like you're, you usually lift the group of about 10 to 15 people. 
um, and there are time slots starting at 9.30, and the last one, I believe, is 3 p.m. Um, so you kind of just get in when you can, whenever it's most convenient for you, because obviously some people have classes during that time. Um, yeah, but during the season, typically lifts are, are like this. They On Tuesdays, mm-hmm. um, there's three groups, and you start first group is at 6 a.m. Get there at 545. Yes. Oh, my gosh. If you're – if you're not 15 minutes early, you are late, and there will be consequences for your actions. Such as? Rolling. Is roll. Like physically getting on the ground <laughs> and rolling. Like you're, I don't even know, like you're a tire. It is my least favorite thing in the entire world. I would rather just have someone on the team just punch me in the face as hard as they can. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 6, 7, 8 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then we usually lift after practice on Sunday. But that's kind of like a lighter lift for the guys who played. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not too terrible. It's it's very manageable. Yeah, it's very manageable. Um and also it's also very neat like how we all complain about it. Like we all dread it. Like everybody hates it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want to go through it. You'll hear about like a one group had a roll, then you'd be all down and sad about it. But then <laughs> like it's just the fact that you're getting through <coughs> with your guys, like you it kind of makes up for it. That sense of brotherhood. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny you say that because like literally after like uh, there was like a, a long time where after every lift, I would tag somebody who already lifted, be like, "Did you roll? Yeah. Is Coach Beach in a good mood? <laughs> like, was it that hard? Was it that hard? I yeah. like need. It's like when you take a test, and someone already took it before you, and you're like, give me all the details. Like, I need people to run it down for me. It doesn't bring me joy, but it does a little bit to hear about. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Just joyful at all. Okay, I understand, but just the idea of y'all rolling. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%, yeah. Because initially, I thought you said rowing, and I was like, y'all do not get on the machines. Those machines are torture, which is why rolling made a little bit more sense, but it's, like, more fun I wish head. we rowed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, rolling, oh, God. You, you get so dizzy, and, like, I don't think I've ever rolled and not thrown up afterwards because you have to stand up real fast at the end yeah yeah. and then continue working out like you don't it's not like all right good job guys go home nice rolling yeah it's like no we have to to finish what we started this is a little bit grosser now in my head no it is gross you should see it (laughs) yeah yeah. you should try it out one time thank you i will sleep in until 10 a.m if i can (laughs) yeah as one kind of like final closing question as we're finishing talking about the sports and stuff, what are you guys looking forward to being a part of the landmark now instead of the new Mac? Um, I think Javi will agree that we are looking forward to the shorter bus rides. Shorter bus rides, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. No more going to Vermont in the cold, yes. I went to Vermont? Yes. yes. So our previous um, conference was called the new, new Mac, the New England Women's and Men's Athletic Conference. And Good acronym. Um, it is. Very it long is, name. Yeah. New Mac does sound nice when you say it, though. But, um, <laughs> the farthest north we had to go was um, was Norwich University, um, which is in like the it's in like North Vermont, and it's like in a mountain, really? in Vermont. So that bus ride was y'all and y'all bus. You do not fly. You do not fly. Yeah. it's not in the budget. Yeah, athletic <laughs> department. She should get on that. Should definitely get on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they should have gone on that. Now that now yeah. that we're just going to yeah, and the locker like room situation too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does yeah. that mean y'all's rival changes now? 
Like, who was the rival previously in the new Mac, and who are you guys looking excited uh, towards playing now? I, there wasn't, like, a set rival. There were, like, teams that we played that we yeah. didn't enjoy. Um, but, like, there's a difference between, like, not liking an opponent and then actually, like, having a rival, like, someone you look forward to. Everyone says Scranton. Well, that, maybe that – so Scranton, they're in the landmark. <laughs> okay. And they so also maybe, have a football program. Uh, but when we were in the new Mac, I would say it was either – MIT or Springfield. Oh, you say MIT? I was going to say, like, Merchant in Springfield. Um, <laughs> MIT, they were just, like, they were just cocky, very cocky yeah. for who they are, yeah. It's a, it's a school of nerds. I just don't like, I don't like MIT. And, like, our, our coaches don't like MIT. <laughs> they always were like, oh, they're so dirty, they're so chippy. Yeah. Um, And they're also just, like, I don't even know. Obnoxious. They just annoyed me. They would chip here our freshman year, yeah. too. Which yeah. I beat them, and that made me happy. This, yeah, this season we beat them. Thank yeah. goodness. There was this woman heckling at us the whole entire game. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I remember I, – I can't remember specifically what was said, but one of our wide receivers, Malachi Hansen, when we played at MIT, um, he, he got tackled or something. And then he, like, tried to stand up, and, like, they, like, blocked him or something. I don't know. And he said something like, get off me, bro. And an MIT player responded with, I'm not your bro, bro, or something like that. <laughs> something to that effect. And I literally groaned out loud. I was like, That's <laughs> you're so cringy. I don't like Very that. Very cringy. That's so corny. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, but we also don't like Springfield because <laughs> oh because we would just, I mean, the pa these past two seasons, they were like, they were the conference champions the past two seasons. And, oh. and so we lost them in the conference championship. Yeah. So. They aren't that good. They like to hype themselves up like they're good. They're not that good. And then, is there anyone we're looking forward to playing in the landmark since it's not Scranton now? For me, it's Susquehanna. Mm -hmm. Susquehanna has a lot of talent, um, especially D-line wise. Like, I'm looking forward to the competition and going against them. It's like going against like Randolph Macon almost, like on a consistent basis. So, like, I'm very looking forward to that. Good. Cool. Susquehanna is very good. So. Good, good games. Nice. I'm looking forward to keeping up with stats. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Too bad we don't have stats because we play online. <laughs> if we have a stat, it's usually the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. Aww. Usually like penalties. Yeah, big guys get no love. It's okay, though. <laughs> You're telling me no one keeps stats? No. I mean, there's nothing to really keep stats of. All we have is games played. Yeah. Okay, to be fair, I have like a ton of footage of the online. So that's it's not good. stats, but it's like something. Appreciate else. you. Something, yeah, You're yeah. welcome. I'm like, out here. I'm here. For usually, you guys. when they're like reading offensive linemen accolades or something, it's like, oh, other guys did this, and offensive linemen like allowed them to. I guess I don't know. Get no love. Everybody else gets a stat, but we don't. I mean, you guys like let everything happen though. If it yeah. wasn't for you, the quarterback wouldn't have thrown. Agreed. Everyone yeah. wouldn't have caught. No touchdowns would be made. That's correct. Hype yourselves up. <laughs> we try. <laughs> we try. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like the worst part is when they score a touchdown and you don't celebrate with us. Like, we have to stay on the field for field goal, and they just go celebrate with each other and then get off the field. Javi, I will show you the best clip later, but it's after a touchdown was made, and John, like, runs over, and he, like, pats the guy on the back or whatever, and then everyone starts running away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're fast. We can't keep up. They're fast. <laughs> All right. Let's we'll hype you guys up some more but this does bring an end to the first half of this recording we are going to come back in a little bit and then we're going to talk about studies and the student part of student athlete
And we're back. On the second half of this podcast, I'm Meredith, and I have John Diaz and Javier Oliver with me today. (laughs) And now we're going to talk about the student part of student-athlete. This seems like it's going to be a little bit wackier. So if you guys would restate what your majors are, and then we'll just talk about all the academic wonders that accompany them. So I, John Diaz, am a media and communications studies major and a marketing minor. I, Javier Oliver, am a psychology and brain science major. Nice. Very fancy stuff. Sciencey. STEM. Yeah. STEM. Yeah. STEM. yeah. STEM. Go STEM. <laughs> <laughs> Businessy related a little bit. But like myself, I don't think you two came in as your like finalized majors. I definitely didn't. I wanted to be an engineer. Yeah. That didn't happen. <laughs> I don't like science that much. But yeah. Yeah. What what happened? Did, what what's your academic like real roller coaster? So I came in business undecided. Um, nice. And then I was marketing for a little while. Uh, those were my first two years here. Um, and then like the very last semester that I could change, I changed to media and communications. Um, I enjoyed my Bush School business classes enough um, to still keep that as my minor, but I wasn't in love with them and. They just didn't, ex- I would just wake up and be like, oh, I got to go to this class. Um, not like, I wasn't like, oh boy, I get to go to this class. Um, I took a media class just to fulfill a fine arts requirement. And I said, you know what? I was excited to go to that class. Um, maybe it was because I had friends in that class. Maybe it was because the class consisted of watching movies and of talking about them. Um, but it seemed up my alley, and I was like, maybe I'll, I'll look more into this. Yeah. And I did, and I'm glad I did. Good, because you took 201 with me our sophomore year, right? Yes. The first full year we were online for COVID. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. It was a good class. It was a bunch of movies and watching, <laughs> and I thought we had, like, a nice professor. I think he was kind of cool. It's a shame he never came back. Too bad. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I actually kind of liked Parasite because we had to watch it so often. I really liked Parasite. It's a very good movie. It's very good. Mm-hmm. And then 202. <laughs> a, l- uh, yeah. a little bit of a rough ride. Not as good a class. No. Um, but it didn't deter you, which is, I no. think, a testament to everyone that's still like a media communications major. Mm-hmm. If you can make it past the first two classes, then you yeah. deserve to handle the equipment, like make your own movies, and, and record in the studio. The grass was greener because then I met... Professor Glenn Austin Anderson. Austin or Austin? I, <coughs> Professor <laughs> Glenn Anderson, um, who I would I would consider my favorite professor at this university. Um, I've taken like six of his classes. That's my guy. Um, I refer to him as Glenn. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know if I have any mentors on the academic side, but if I did have one, I would say it's Glenn. So we love Glenn. Shout out Glenn. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you what's your story? Uh, my story. Uh, first off, whoever decided you needed 16 plus credits for your freshman first semester, it's crazy. Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, I was a biology major. So, oh. like, so I had oh my, my advisor's name was Marion Ficky. We still got beef to this day, <laughs> if you hear this. But she decided that, like, okay, you got to take these particular classes while I'm playing football. So I was taking, like, 18 credits oh my, my first, first semester of freshman year. And I'm playing football at the same time. It was just rough. 
rough. I'm staying up to 4 a.m. studying for a biology test as we're coming back from three-hour practice. No. Yeah, it was rough. I ended up my first semester year with a 2.6. 2.6, that's the lowest GPA I ever had. My mom cussed me out. It was, just, it was just downhill. I was like, man, I'm not happy for real. First off, I had another academic advisor for the biology department. No contact. No contact at all. Like, nobody hit me up talking about, how are you doing? How's your classes going? Nothing. And then I was just like, I'm not happy. I'm not enjoying my life. I thought I wanted to be a biology because I was going to go biology, and I want to be a veterinarian. So that all made sense. But it just didn't work out that way, you know? Um, okay. I talked to some of the older upperclassmen who had – switched out of the biology department, they went to, all went to psychology. I was just asking them questions about the psych department. They said, everybody's nice. They'll help you with your schedule and help you with your career path. So I was like, hey, say less. So I filled out the paperwork, the major transfer paperwork, and sent it to them. And I got an email instantly that same day. And they just welcomed me open arms. Shout out, um, shout out Dr. Goki Mori. Shout out uh, Dr. Dagnan. Those are my guys. Um, they helped me out so much. They helped me love the person I am and just open my world to the field of psychology as a whole and I've loved it ever since every professor I've had comes from an experience whether it be the children's hospital the FBI or like just working one-on-one with patients and care and everything like that and I've just enjoyed my time here um ever since I've made that major switch it's been lovely what has been your guys's like favorite class to have on campus or just in general what's interested you the most um, so I talked about my guy, Glenn, previously, <laughs> um, and I mentioned how I have, I have had like six or seven classes with Glenn, so. It's not one of his. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of Glenn's classes. Good. Um. He's my favorite professor, too. Yeah. Are we thinking of the same class? I don't know. Um, I guess I'm going to say, um, our 499 class, which was like the senior oh. seminar class, um, for media students. And what that class consisted of um, is it, it all built to like one final, like you worked the entire semester on one project essentially, um, and it was uh, a, a short documentary or a short film, um, about twelve minutes, which doesn't seem like much, but it it really is like a semester's worth of work, mm -hmm. um, and so test. yeah, and so I um. The short documentary that I did was about a underground art studio or um, cultural space, as they preferred to call it, the owners. Um, and it's underground both in the fact that it is physically underground, like below sea level, um, like it was made out of an old train stop slash bomb shelter. And it's underground that, like, they're kind of niche and, and, and trendy and they kind of, you know, they're they're not like a normal art. They're not like other art studios. They aren't <laughs> like other art studios. Um, so yeah, me and a partner worked on a short film, and you know, I think it went well, and I really enjoyed doing that. So that's good. I'm glad. I was gonna say through twelve because <laughs> I crushed that class. Mm. It's such a good documentary. Mm. I hope it's gonna be in Cardinal Research Day. Because it's like technically a form of research or whatever. And so. What was it about? It's actually about building. So, my project, our whatever thing, like the big thing about 312 is you have to make a mini documentary. Yeah. So, not as long as our 499 one. Uh, the prompt that Glenn gave us, my group, was community on campus and finding someone who builds community. And so, I'm friends 
took your CD, Emily Whalen. Shout out, Emily. Emily. But basically, I covered her Village of Lights um, program, where she, like, did the setup and all this other kind of stuff and provided the food and the T-shirts and everything. And I got the opinion of Margaret Loudon, one of the RAs in Mill South. And I put all that together, made an awesome, awesome documentary, put, like, a little music video, whatever thing, with, like, some music that I got off the internet. Um, (laughs) And it was super good, and it was was too long, honestly. Like, mine should have been anywhere from, like, four to eight minutes. But since I was doing 4.99 at the same time, I was like, Glenn, since I'm only used to, like, longer form, is it okay if I make it longer? And he's like, just don't make it boring. And so every minute after eight had to be interesting, and I only went to ten. And so I only had two extra minutes. But they were good, yeah. and it was super cute. <laughs> and he was like, that was awesome. And I was like, thank you, Glenn. Thanks. That was my favorite. Or our, what was it, like our sports whatever sports one? Sports media. Yeah, that yeah. we took uh, junior year. I like that one a lot because we watched Free Solo, and that is probably one of my favorite sports documentaries now because it's about a crazy guy that climbs, like, rock whatever. That's crazy. Without gear. He's got his hands, and, and his he's feet. got... That's a lot of f- trust and faith. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. He's got like powder, kind of like the gymnasts, mm-hmm. and maybe he'll take off his shoes so that way his like toes can grip. But he scaled over a thousand feet Toe of grippers. rock. <laughs> 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 right. He's got them grippers exactly. Grippers. Oh wait, Javi, real quick, what's your favorite class you've taken so far? Um, right now it's the class I'm taking right now. Uh, it's Dang. close interpersonal relationships, so it talks about love and relationships, what that looks like. One um, of my best friends is taking that class. Yeah. It's, Tell her, like, study with me next time because that test was really hard. I will. But um, <laughs> actually, I don't see it working right now because I'm lonely on Valentine's Day. But, you know, it's a great class. It's I a, feel it's that. A, it's, it's, a very, okay. it's a very great class. I'm going to um, go watch The Bachelor. <laughs> and it's going to be great. The Bachelor is crazy. Um, it's honestly my favorite word to use for it, delusional. Delusional. Everyone on that show, in their own world, they're yeah. all at the Capitol just that love island too hot to handle too like exactly all those shows but it's fun to watch very very good it's very toxic yeah um but yeah that's my favorite class right now especially dr goki mori she's the she's a legend um and just enjoy that class yeah good i'm glad thank you oh i've kept you guys here for a little while but i have two closing questions one if you want to do any final name drops absolutely you can anyone you want name dropped everyone that i would like to awesome uh shout out my boy zach shout out my boy da um shout out Jalen. shout out the whole entire third floor 313 the boys yeah <laughs> shout out jager wesley too <laughs> that's my dog um yeah that's about it good okay well i take it back i would like <laughs> to shout out my roommates um shout out dolan cromley shout out i already shouted out josh um <laughs> shout out shane paul sp yes andrew sir. Kumo. Nikki Saldias, the non-football playing roommate <laughs> that I referred to earlier. Shout out Nico Caceres. Nico! Joe Nazaro. Joe. And I think that's everyone. Good. I really hope I didn't forget anyone. I didn't. I know for a fact I didn't. It's okay. If I you forgot. feel bad, you can just send them the episode yeah, and be yeah. like, I talk about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot two names. Uh, Nav, Navarro, right? Nav! Yeah, Nav. I take uh, art with him. Yeah, and Rashad. Rashad. Rashad, Rashad Burks, yeah. What oh a my good yeah. What a guy. Oh my goodness. Good. That was one. Two, as like a nice closing thought, do you guys have any advice for future football players that might be listening 
what do you think about the program? Anything you can tell them or want them to know? Uh, patience. Um, your time is going to come. Uh, don't be too like pressed on if you're not getting play time initially. Your time will come. Just buy into the process. Enjoy every single moment of it because it's not going to last forever. Um, and just make wise decisions. Like some people are just here for a season. They're not going to always stay. And if they move out of your life at any time, just be okay with it. You got to move on. And just always keep the most important things the first in your heart and in your life. And just have fun. Life is too short. I would say take a step back and recognize that how blessed you are to have the opportunity that you have. Yep. You know, There's only so many people who get to play college football. And on top of that, there's only so many people who get to play college football in Washington, D.C. I like to you know, sometimes just reflect on how lucky I am um, that I'm surrounded by my best friends every day and that I, I get to do what I do. Um, so it's it's important just to have an appreciation and, and a respect for, you know, what the moment that you're in. That makes me so glad. Well, John, Javi, thank you both so much for recording with me. Wanted to talk about football for a long, long time, <laughs> but I'm glad you guys could finally be here. And I'll see you guys when we work tomorrow. Are you working tomorrow? I don't think so. I'll I can see still you tomorrow. Because I'm going to do the PA and he's doing the stats. <laughs> doing the stats. You should come anyways. I'm definitely going to be there. Got to get the points. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Points. yeah. For all things Catholic football, please check us out at catholicathletics.com. For Cardinal Athletes, give me a like on Spotify, and I'm also on Twitter. Uh, and finally, a big thank you to Jeff and Angelo at the Communications Division of the Athletics Department, Miss Moser and the Media Communications Department for letting me use the podcasting studio, to Anna for WCUA for helping me get this up on Spotify, and to all of you listening for this podcast, whether you're at home, abroad, watching a football game, um, I appreciate it. I'm glad you're here with me. And I'll see you guys soon. And good luck next year. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. having Thank us. You. Thank you for having us. Thanks, guys.